Hello and welcome to the movie podcast at TIFF. My name is Daniel. I am one of your hosts today, and this is our review of Bros. Joining me, as always, is my bro, Shabazz. Hello, Shabazz. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing today? You know, we're we're deep in TIFF. We are deep in the TIFF, as they say. And, you know, it's our first weekend of TIFF. So today, and, and what, here's, here's the thing. We don't talk about the weather. I know that. But I, I do have to here say. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, about to talk about the weather. Uh, here's the thing. TIFF typically is a little colder, but we've had some you know, global warming lately. I don't know if you heard about it. I, I mean, is global warming really a bad thing if it's giving us nice weather that's like this? The, that's the truth. So I don't know what all those documentaries are about. I don't know either. I think it's it looks pretty good so far. I believe it's a hoax. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, global warming is real. It's no. a serious issue. But you're doing well, though. You're doing I'm well. I'm doing great, man. We were walking around Toronto, you know, our home city here, and uh, enjoying the love of movies that we're seeing from everywhere we go. There is an electricity in the city right now, which is great. The electric city, I believe. The that is not that is they don't call that that's, that's, I, think that's I think that's scranton pennsylvania oh, they call it? the electric city uh, okay no but we uh we are just loving being at tiff and i think being downtown at this time of year it's crazy how like we, fan expo was two weeks ago mm-hmm. which felt like you know we were deep in summer mode still yes and then two weeks later it's just like no it is fall but it's still nice weather and it's tiff we're watching amazing movies uh, we have a lot of incredible reviews out already from TIFF, and we have a lot of them already recorded that are going to be releasing very, very Ooh, soon. We got sneaky, some in the sneaky. bank already, as they say. Sneaky, sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. We got a lot of reviews coming your way. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about bros. We're going to be talking about it very, very soon. Uh, but as always, you could catch a lot of new episodes of the movie podcast this week because, like we said, it's TIFF season, baby. So we are going full force, watching lots of movies, talking to some incredible people, and uh, meeting a bunch of new friends along the way. We're having a great time. Uh, I definitely want implore you to uh, to check out all of our incredible episodes that we've released already. Uh, we have some great reviews out uh, right now that you could check out. I really want to push you towards our Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power uh, reviews and interviews if you can. You know, we've been uh, we were very lucky to be able to you know head to LA, talk to the cast and creators behind the Rings of Power, a show that we are absolutely loving. Uh, and you know, if you're listening to this, you know, on the week of September 10th, you know, you may be seeing us pop up in some other places. So you never know talking about this show as well too so we'll be we'll be a little sneaky about that one we'll announce some new stuff very very soon i'm doing the shifty eyes but you can't hear my eyes shifting i could i could hear them i can hear i don't i don't like that your eyes make that sound no why do they sound like the why do they sound first of all like the predator or (laughs) clickers from the last my eyes are really wet they're moist they're very very moist someone's using buy on tears which we're not uh, we're not affiliated with but hey if you want to sponsor the show we won't say no some visine 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 would you prefer visine well, you know, uh, Maestro Fresh West uh, raps about it in his song, Stick to Your Vision. Peep the competition. These eyes. All right, we're getting off course here. This yeah. is, we're this a little is, this, is, this is a little unhinged because we're talking about a very fun film. Yeah, we are. And we're in a great mood. And I think that's this is what makes it all the best. Not that we're in bad moods when we I was like, hold on, Daniel. No, no, no. It just, we're, having, we were in a bad mood? We're having a great time. You know, well, Anthony's Tiff, not here, so that's also why we're in a That's probably mood. why, too. You know, Tiff, we have a wonderful time at Tiff. We're having a, we're having a great time. And I think just, you know... Being able to watch all these incredible films and be able to talk about them, and then the to the creators as well, uh, it's it's an amazing. So we're we're so happy to be doing it. Uh, I just want to make sure before we get to our review, I want to remind you, please make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterbox at the Movie Podcast. Join our Discord. We're having some great conversations in there. Shay's been really great with posting a new question of the day, which I've uh, I've been trying to convince him to make the question of the day. 
what do you want the question of the day to be? One day. I'm thinking about also kind of scaling it back, maybe making a question of the week. Question of the week, I feel like, remember when we were doing topics of the show every week? Yeah. I feel like then, we, then we're then we like, oh, shoot, we have a lot of topics. I just, I just, I'll be honest. I don't know if I have 365 <laughs> questions. Times how many years we plan on doing this yeah. show. Yeah, so it's maybe, a lot. Maybe I'll jump to question of the week. Yeah, why don't we make it like one of the days of the week? It's like, oh, question of the week, Monday. We'll make Monday our question of the week, yeah. and then we have the week and we'll Yeah, I'll we'll talk about it. it in our Discord channel which you can join yeah why don't tomorrow's question how do you guys feel about making question of the week question question of the day question of the week damn that's true that's there, there we are that's using our platform for good i think that's true uh also if you're watching this on youtube or listening to this on youtube please make you make sure you subscribe like that video ring the notification <laughs> bell uh there's some other subscribe. youtube slander that we could say as well too subscribe. not slander not uh, slander. Not no. slander. Slang. Slang. Yeah. Not slander. Don't slander us on YouTube. Don't slander. I mean, we already you, get enough of that. We get a lot of slander on YouTube. Yeah, no, no, please subscribe. subscribe. Subscribe is the big one. Ring the doorbell. Ring the doorbell. Come on in. Uh, I, th- uh, you know, you you had a great antidote the other day, Shay, where you're just like, you know, if you love us, great. If you hate us, that's okay too. But the door is always open, and the I like that. Open. People come and go. You know. You know, and I and I that stuck with me a lot. So yeah, please check out all of our incredible episodes and stick around. We have a great community of movie lovers and show lovers and just entertainment lovers here on the movie podcast. A lot of lovers. A lot of lovers. <laughs> a lot of bros uh but yeah we have a lot of tiff reviews coming your way so stay tuned for all of that including our reviews for pearl uh the whale raymond and ray we have weird al the review out now too and we have a lot more big films coming your way um and lots of other cool stuff this week too so stay tuned for all of that and if you just had a chance to watch barbarian this weekend maybe you should check out our interview with zach Kreger. i think you definitely should do that thank you for the reminder no no i, I just i just want to say because this is a great film we've been getting a a lot of uh, people coming in telling us, hey, we, we watched Barbarian because you guys kept talking about it so much. What's wrong with you guys? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and it, uh, the first thing we responded with so far is go watch our interview. Yeah, go watch our interview. Spoiler warning for that one. So we do get into some spoilers with, uh, with Zach. So look forward to that. But today... The film that we are talking about is Bros. This film is going to be releasing on September 30th, but right now it is playing part of the Toronto International Film Festival. It stars Billy Eichner, Luke McFarlane, uh, T.S. Madison, Monica Raymond, Guillermo Diaz, Guy Branham, and Amanda Bierce. Uh, And like I said, yeah, this film is also written by Billy Eichner, who you know obviously from Billy in the Street. Uh, Billy on the street, sorry, and I'll see who's the voice of uh, Timon. Timon on uh, in the Lion King, the live action remake. Yeah, uh, and it's directed by Nicholas Stoller, and we are actually lucky enough to see the entire cast and Nicholas and Judd Apatow, who's a producer on the film, at TIFF as well, yeah. doing a live press conference right after the the screening. They were doing the press conference live on Twitter, um, and yeah, it was like us and maybe like ten other people in that room, just kind of like with them it was pretty crazy it was really really cool and it was just amazing hearing about you know how this film got made and obviously we're going to be talking a lot about it right now but shay i would love for you to give us that sweet synopsis and it's a very sweet and short synopsis (laughs) uh for the film bros like the title it's very short and sweet this fall universal pictures proudly presents the first romantic comedy from a major studio about two gay men maybe possibly probably stumbling towards love maybe they're both very busy. <laughs> uh, from Marty Wolf Pictures. <laughs> That's a big fat liar reference. That was a, that was a, B- that was a Biffle. Yeah, that was a Biffle. You're right, Penny. The truth, it ain't overrated. <laughs> it ain't overrated. <laughs> Damn, what a great movie, too. What can I say? I got big feet. <laughs> 
Again, this is they're all universal pictures, baby. So that's true. It all works. Going with it. Why do you say baby? I don't know. You're saying baby a lot, eh? I've said you're you're turning Hollywood on us. I went. I'm. I'm, It's all good, baby. Don't worry about it, baby. I've caught myself saying baby a lot over the last couple weeks, and I don't know where it's coming from. But sometimes I just it just I, I say it and. I feel like I could pull it off sometimes. Sometimes you can't, but I didn't appreciate it yet today when we were at the at Tiff and he said, "Can you grab me a water, baby?" And you slapped my ass, and I was like, "Whoa, hey!" Whoa, whoa. I was like, "Hey, we're bros, hey, what's going on?" No, 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 no. no. <laughs> and I did my New Yorker accent that moment. Yeah, hey, he stinks, and I don't like him. Well, this is <laughs> this show is just we're we're having a good time today. Yeah. Um, Jay, let's you know. <laughs> I was gonna say who's gonna do the first reaction, and I think I'll just kind of get things going, please, and then you could you could jump in the water because the water's fine. Yeah, start the car for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> start the car for you you know bros is a romantic comedy that i think I th- right out the gate i'm just going to say that this is probably one of my favorite romantic comedies in recent years mm-hmm. and i say that as just i think this 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 sphere of filming and streaming have given us a lot of romantic comedy like films right but nothing that's iconic as like You've Got Mail or Sleepless in Seattle when Harry met Sally. Like films like that that people to this day love and look at and remember. And I think in in, in recent years, probably the last romantic comedy, even though it wasn't super comedic, Crazy Rich Asians is another one mm-hmm. which that comes to I mind. I thought it was pretty comedic. It, it was, but uh, but this is, I think, more of a comedy. Yes. Where that, that one, one was like a dramedy? Dramedy, right? But it's, it's, it's like films like that that I think we're starting to get stories where it's just not... Like let's let's tell a unique story. Let's tell a right. unique story from a unique point of view. And I think what Bros does so well is that it feels so authentic. Mm-hmm. And when we're when we were hearing the press conference today, you know, this is the first, you know, major studio film about a gay relationship. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you have Billy Eichner who is gay, who also wrote the film, and the cast and a lot of the crew, the crew yeah. were part of the LGBTQ community, which yeah. I think is pretty amazing. And you're able to tell a story that's very unique, but so relatable. And I think that's what we kept talking about after we left this film is that, you know, yes, this is a story about two men who are figuring out their relationship. Mm-hmm. But me, as a straight man, I could relate to this because you've gone through all of these yeah. different scenarios before. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what I love so much about it. And what I think resonates so much is this is a story. This is a romantic comedy. But this is just a story about love and mm. finding yourself in love and finding, like, just going on the journey of finding who you are in life. And I think that's relevant now more than ever. Yeah. You know, when you, when you talk about uh, romantic comedies or just, you know, romance films in the last little while, I think... What I loved about this film was that I could never predict kind of where it was going. Like, I kept trying to think of the classic tropes that a romantic comedy would have. Like, the big reveal here or the big fight there. And the movie never really did those things. So, that's why it kept me on my toes in a way that I I didn't expect. The last film that, you know, ironically, also a Apatow-produced film... Um, was the big sick for me that kind of like it subverted a lot of my expectations of what I thought a comedy or a story could kind of go down. And I didn't like that movie. I love, I, I love the story that that movie told and I love the story that this movie told. And like you said, yes, we're, we're two straight men who really 
the, the connections that I was finding in this film was that I've met people like this or I've been in relationships where the other person is has a lot of these qualities and a lot of these traits and can I pull from them? And that's kind of what I, what I loved about this movie is that I could see myself in a lot of these scenarios and situations that were, that were being presented on screen. What I also love is I've never seen something like this on screen. Really, we don't a, a lot. A lot of the the conversation that was brought up during the press conference was that most films that are about LGBTQ plus uh, folks is they're always depressing. They're always just very like miserable movies. Yeah, and you know they have to have the worst time of their lives. They're just people like us, so why yeah. can't they just have a normal, fun comedy? And that's exactly what this is. This is just a romantic comedy about two gay men, but they're everything is just is just so normal. It, it, it isn't like how it's presented all these all the times, but it it isn't like how it's presented when you have straight people playing gay people in movies, right? And and I think that's a recurring joke in the film as well, too, where it's like you know. They'll, they'll poke fun at a lot of films and a lot of shows that, you know, will have, you know, a, sh- a person who is straight in real life, you know, you know, having the, the as they said, like the gay pain, the gay pain, the, the, the yes. gay pain that, that they play. Um, and it's just and it's so true when you see that or like they'll be like, oh, like you'll have like you'll like a lot of times in films in romantic comedies, you know, uh people from the lgbtq community who'd be relegated to you know the gay best friend or right. the sassy best friend or something like that and right. it's like but like these are just like like tropes and stereotypes that sure exist in this movie as well but they exist in a more authentic way because it's not the only portrayal of them in this film. Right. You have a range of of people in this film and different personalities and from different like identities that are, are are being shown. So when you have people that maybe conform more to those stereotypes that we've seen in other films, it's because at the end of the day they still want to tell a, a romantic comedy story that's funny and has like these familiar tropes, but they're going to flip them on their head a little bit or show them uh, in re- reality of how they really are, right? And I think that's what's really was special and what i really liked about this too um billy eichner's character you know he is a very a little bit of a you know high strong like he's very to himself very his kind of he's always angry he's always angry he's always kind of like he's very he calls himself very selfish in his life emotionally unavailable type thing but uh when when you are seeing those kind of walls start to break down you kind of you see him for who he is and it's just somebody who at the end of the day still he wants love and he wants to be loved and he wants to be needed and and you see that insecurity of that i am this way because i'm very insecure about myself right? exactly and, and i loved you know his his co-star in the film luke mcfarlane oh great who, canadian as well canadian as well and i think he just there was something about him there was this earnestness about him yeah. that like i immediately fell in love with and i and i loved seeing him on screen because the way he balanced Billy Eichner's character was very obvious because it's something that they kept bringing up. They're like, no, you're one of those gay guys who's just into other macho, like bodybuilding like gay bros, guys, like, like, like bros. Frat bros so you wouldn't be into someone like me. And that's a continuous theme throughout the film. And it's just how Luke's kind of battles that, that stereotype and keeps trying to push through it right. while discovering himself that I really, really liked. And I just couldn't help just falling in love with, with these two people, seeing them on screen. And I, you, you just rooting for them the whole time. You're like, I really hope they I, I end want them, up together. I, I want them know? to make it work. You know, you, know? you want them to make it work because obviously just like in any romantic and in any relationship, 
there are ups and downs. And when the downs happen, you're like, God, I really hope you pulled through. Yeah, they can make it work. They can make it work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love, I love that this film dealt with the different personalities that we see. Because again, like we said, in so many films, we'll see uh, a, a, a gay person who is just uh, the best friend or it's, it's just very just just very stereotypical or just very cliche of, of what this archetype of a gay right. person is. And it's like you, and, and I, what I love so much about bros is that you're seeing, you know, all these different personalities showcased on screen. Mm-hmm. And like, you have like Luke's character who's very macho and strong. And from, you know, from the outside, as somebody who's watching or somebody in that world, they wouldn't even like perceive him to be gay because they don't that he right. doesn't fit that mold of what people think a gay person should look like. Right, exactly. Right? And then you you balance that with Billy Eichner's character who's just totally opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Not that he's not in shape or anything like that. <laughs> but they, they play with their like just the stereotypes of their bodies yeah. and stuff like that. And I I like that. And I really like too that we we got into the idea of like these identity politics that even within the world of the LGBTQ community that they deal with when they're dealing with like non-binary and, right. and, and trans right. and bisexuals and lesbians and like we're like this film does a great job of balancing all of that and showcasing um you know just these identities and even the conflicts they have within their own their, their just, own their just, yeah like, <laughs> like right? the drama within which is really funny like yeah jim rash's character who who, who in the movie is bisexual i'm just sorry remembering all the funny moments because yeah. i love jim rash and he was there today as well yep. um but it was just there were so many moments where it, it's the board meeting and it's literally for this for the museum that billy eichner is helping open up for the lgbtq plus uh, modern museum i believe it was called or yeah in like new that. york city yeah in new york city and you have the board members of that museum who are obviously each one of them is a part of the lgbtq community there's trans you have non-binary you have bisexual you have lesbian you have gay and it's just those moments were so fun to watch because it was like a meeting of the minds really yeah. and they're kind of going back and forth and you can see that they have a, they have one goal, but the way they want to reach this goal is so unique, and I and I, and I really enjoyed that subplot in this film because right. sometimes you have a subplot involving a specific character in a romantic comedy that really doesn't feel like it's tying into anything right. or it's really bogging down the story. This really felt like it it helped with both the characters, even though Luke's character wasn't really that involved in that. It was helping shed light on what he could be going through. Right. And I think that's what I really enjoyed about it is that everything about this film felt so connected. Yeah, it really did. And I think just, uh, yeah, (laughs) those board meeting scenes were were so funny. Now, I do have a criticism, though. Criticism is what we like to hear sometimes, Shay. And I I think this is something that that happens a lot with, with Judd Apatow's productions, where sometimes I feel like, they go on a little bit too long. Like some of the pacing can really drag on a bit. And there's yep. moments where I'm like, oh, I feel like we could have cut this out or we could have maybe sped this scene up a little bit because the movie clocks in just under two hours, about five minutes under. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of looking at like, okay, maybe we could have done maybe 10 minutes less because there's some moments that are dragging on a little bit. There's some scenes that add on a little bit too much that don't need to be there. And we kind of linger on some moments a little bit too long. So that's just what I would say. Maybe a little bit more editing could have been done to, yeah. to remove some of that and keep the pace moving. Yeah. I think I, I'm right there with you. I think this film could have been easily maybe five to 10 minutes shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just tightening up some scenes, maybe like trim some scenes to go shorter. 
Um, again, because they, you know, some scenes kind of are just, they'll go on. And I'm like, this is great. But you, I think you like, you got the message across without that. But I think you definitely do feel the, the pacing a little bit in the in the middle. And, and I feel like that was also the case when we were talking about, you know, the Weird Al film, which is a very different movie than this. Okay. But it's just in the sense of, you know, once we start to see a relationship happen, that's where things usually start to slow down because mm-hmm. you're starting to kind of develop that more and it's not pushing the pace or the pushing the movie forward more mm-hmm. um the other thing that i would say in this film that i wish we got to see more because it was kind of set up a lot earlier in the film is that billy Eichner's character is like this very famous well-known podcast host right yeah and then I that, about that never came back again no i, I, I i'm not gonna lie i kind of forgot about that right i should have remembered since we're podcasting right now right but it, it is it is it is a pivotal moment literally to open the film and then from there, it's never discussed yeah, again. Like we'll see it. There's another scene later on, um, but it's like, oh, this would. I felt like this could have been like a something funny to go back to, or at least not to 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 be brought up again. Because then we just see Billy Eichner's character dealing with the museum, right? So I, I was more like, did he have to be? Because uh, we even see there's a scene in the film where like somebody asks to take his picture with him. It never happens again in the film. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I thought, especially because he was celebrating 1 million subscribers. Which is a lot, yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a lot of subscribers. I, I, I feel just, like, I feel like a lot of this stuff maybe is left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. So, I feel like, I'm like, oh, I feel like, you know, maybe we should have cut back to this guy's basically a celebrity. Yeah. And we didn't really discuss it anymore. Yeah. Or, you know, reference it. So, I thought maybe... Well, it would have been cool to to, to yeah. revisit that subplot. So I just noticed. I'm like, oh, we never really addressed this anymore. Because so. because you know, as podcasters, we know that the kind of the daily life of a podcaster is we're always kind of thinking about this. We're always thinking yeah. about a show. We're always somehow incorporating a show. We're writing notes. Where it's 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 a personality eventually. Right, this is what it becomes. So to see that personality incorporated into Billy Eichner's character would have been nice. Yeah, because it really again felt like just a, a story point to start the story because they needed to give him a personality, but we don't see that part of the personality kind of exist beyond that moment. Yeah. So just like, Oh, this is what he does. And then the museum is like a side thing. And then the museum is like the majority of the film. Cause I could literally see him like, like scenes like that we were watching in the movie now that I'm replaying in my head of him, maybe on his phone, maybe just recording a voice note or something like yeah. how we do when we're like, Oh, we have oh, remember idea. this. Yeah. I remember this. Like just, yeah. just moments of like, well, I have a show to record. Yeah, or so him, there, there was uh, like a moment of even him, like not, not again, we're not writing this movie. We're no, not we're the not. writers of this film. But like, I, I'm like, oh, like in the, in my, in the beginning, I'm like, oh, is there going to be something where, is he going to talk about on his show uh, something that's going on with the relationship? Right. And then he hears it. He hears that they're not going to be upset. I'm like, oh no, it's just, it's kind of like, this just happens. And then we're, we're kind of, for, we're going to forget about this plot point. Yeah. And I did forget about it. I'll be honest. Yeah. So yeah, just, just that. But again, such a, such a great time. And again, like we're not really giving our final reviews like we typically do with a film even though this film is coming out at the end of the month you will be able to go see this in the theater uh, we will give our final thoughts on it though and i do think if you do have time to watch this at tiff do it because i think you're gonna have a great time with it obviously and then go see it in theaters because this is a film that is great with an audience yeah. i think it's going to play really well with a packed crowd um and it's just fun and i think it's a romantic comedy that's so relevant it's so authentic mm-hmm. and it's it's one of probably my best like one of the best romantic comedies i could think of in recent years it is up there with the big sick for mm-hmm. me it's up there with the crazy rich asians as oh, yeah. a landmark of this is a story that it's taken so long for a story like this to be told again when you hear when we're in the year of 2022 and we're still getting this is the first time a major studio has done this you're you're just like 
is it really and, and you're wow. just like that's that's crazy go support this film it deserves it it's a great time at the theaters it's hilarious and you're gonna have a great time with it shay all i'm gonna say is this is a gay old time i like it i do like that it's good i like that a lot thank you so much for listening to the movie podcast review of bros don't forget we are at tiff for the next week could be a year. It feels like a very long time that we are here in the TIFF dungeon, but we're having a great time, and we have a lot of incredible interviews and reviews coming your way, so make sure you support all of that. Make sure you look for all of that, and make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd at The Movie Podcast. Check out our show notes for all of those links and more. We have some big surprises coming your way. That was this time with The Movie Podcast, and we'll see you next.